Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Today, I look at The Long Dark Trail. It's a story of two teenage brothers who escape their abusive father. They embark on a long and dangerous journey in the hope of finding their mother, who they haven't seen for many years. What they don't know is that she's joined a sadistic cult deep in the woods of northern Pennsylvania. The film's writer-directors are Kevin Ignatius and Nick Sinakis, and they will join me in a moment. So we're talking about The Long Dark Trail today, an interesting film. We'll start with uh, Kevin first and then Nick. How did this story come together? I had actually, I mean, COVID was, was, I think we were in the throes of COVID at this point, but my town hadn't really been affected yet. So we're just a very small town in Pennsylvania, Warren, Pennsylvania. And um, we, I had seen these two brothers in a play, in a high school play, and Nick and I were itching to, you know, we needed to get something made. We were itching to get, you know, get our next film out. So I was thinking, you know, is there something we can utilize the landscape and shoot in Warren, you know, in, in Northwest PA or Pennsylvania? Um, so I, I was thinking, you know, I knew we could shoot at the landscape. The landscapes, uh, you know, if you saw it, the, the landscape is really cool. The Allegheny National Forest. We figured, you know what, let's try to utilize these two brothers. They they seemed to be comfortable enough that they hadn't done film, but they were comfortable enough um, to to you know, be in front of the camera and everything. So Nick and I were shooting ideas back and forth, what, you know, concepts and um, how to utilize them. We decided let's just map some sort of path that they take. Um, and um, it's, you know, Nick had an idea of escaping this abusive father, which was fantastic. So we, we kind of had them do that. We incorporated the cult um, into it and we just tried to really, really utilize the, um, again, the landscape to, you know, a lot of the drone shots you see, to kind of build their world, you know, we were kind of planning on on doing a next film, and like so many other people, obviously, you know, COVID kind of threw a wrench in that. But um, yeah, it was it was kind of reverse engineered based on the location and the brothers, and um, kind of writing around their strengths and um, and all the landscapes of the town, and kind of uh, yeah, it was it was it was very uh, organic in that way. Starting with Kevin, talk about your speaking of the landscape. It's beautiful, but also you had pretty good looks like a director of photography as well. We did actually. The funny thing, so we had a great. Uh, there's a there's a drone operator in town that is really talented, um, and we were able to utilize him, which was nice to kind of give to the town too, and the economics, and which is you know even on the next film, Nick and I are, have just completed. We utilized the town again and utilized players and and uh, hired in the town and everything. But um, he was great. Yeah, we used him again on this one. As far as DP, you know, Nick and I ran around with the camera essentially, just kind of handling. Nick Nick is is has uh, has a lot of experience behind the camera as well. Just kind of enough that he and I are like, it's just us. We got to make this thing. We got to make it work. Um, Nick kind of dug his heels in and. Um, came up with a game plan for logistics and everything, and we we kind of rolled with it that way. So as far as the aerial photography was was a great kind of it, it worked well with the music, you know, like kind of pushing through in those shots. So it was a kind of a nice uh, let up for the audience where it would just kind of let them breathe and see a big aerial shot of the forest. So actually, Nick, as far as the photography and 
Was there a specific color palette you guys were going for as far as the visual look of the film? Yeah, Kevin and I talked about that. Um, we definitely uh, we pulled some inspiration from Ozark, the TV show. Definitely wanted some blue and greens in there. And we also used an older lens. We used a 1970s lens uh, to kind of give it more of a gritty kind of vibe and and hopefully a little nostalgic as well. Kevin, you mentioned the music. There were parts I thought it reminded me of Leggetti's work that was actually mm -hmm. used in 2001 where you had these yeah. overlapping voices. Was that an inspiration or to, to get you in that direction or... Where did the, that come up? I mean, it, it wasn't as much, but it it that is a great reference. Um, but I honestly was looking for um, I, I wanted to utilize some kind of vocal synth, you know, aspects. So I was able to I used I used a lot of analog synths. Obviously, that's what kind of my my whole studio is a lot of analog synths and you know a lot of you know Moog stuff and but. I incorporated the synths with uh, vocal synthesizing too, a ton of it. So like I was able to kind of, you know, build out those and then use heavy, heavy, you know, sort of space echo and stuff like that on things. And you can hear all that. I, I It's a lot of layering. I mean, my style is very much layering uh, pretty heavily, but um, it kind of works well. It kind of, it, it adds this like pulse, like that's constantly getting in your head, you know? So um, Nick and I kind of love, we kind of love approaching our, our, uh, our films that way where they're kind of hypnotic in times, you know, so. Nick, did you guys have any rehearsal time at all? Very minimal, to be honest. Like I said, we, we did this, it was quite unorthodox in terms of pre-production and even production. We kind of, we had a loose idea that we kind of talked about Kevin and I, and then um, we kind of wrote it together in, in about two weeks, give or take two, two and a half weeks had very kind of minimal rehearsal. Um, since Kevin lives there now, lives in, in Pennsylvania in the town, he was able to meet with the, uh, with the brothers a little bit. Um, and then, you know, maybe just a couple days before we actually started shooting, uh, were we really able to kind of rehearse? So uh, it was definitely quick. And, um, but we, you know, we tried to open it up to, you know, improvisation and also like, have the boys kind of bring their own, hopefully, um, sensibilities to stuff if it if it wasn't working. Kevin, mm -hmm. as far as the cult, how was the design? That did you? What kind of look were you going for for that? Nick, we were like kind of just throwing. My my wife actually had a great deal of help in the in the film with production design and everything and, and wardrobe. She came up with. In fact, actually, I think my brother had, he was sketching a symbol. So we were like, all right, let's build around this. And then Shan added, you know, to it. And then we kind of, Nick and I were just, you know, adding our thoughts on what might work. But um, yeah, we kind of, what did we base it on? I mean, we didn't really, we kind of were looking at we, reference shots and kind of like, what are we going to, you know, like we knew we wanted to be, you know, obviously female followers in the contingent there. But, and as far as uh, Nick's, Nick's character, Zeke, um, he had kind of a good idea of what he wanted to, how he wanted to approach it, approach Zeke and, see, and how he looked and everything. Nick can kind of weigh in on that, but. Yeah. I mean, I, I would just add, yeah, I think from the cult, Kevin might've came up with it, but it was at the time there was a lot of true tr crime kind of cult documentaries out there. I think the idea uh, Kevin came up with was this idea that 
he only wanted to keep females around him and would kill off all the males. So that's kind of like, I think where it started. And then, um, like Kevin said, as far as uh, his wife with production design and costume design and stuff, I think we gave her some just different references and she kind of, you know, came up with her own like interpretation of that. I think that's something that we, we try to do a lot is give people like the freedom to, to be creative. Like we could kind of point them in a the direction of some vibes that we might be feeling a couple different shows or a couple different images and then kind of see, see what comes back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as far as that character, there was a couple different, couple different docs and cult leaders that we looked at just in, in terms of the tribal tattoos and, and some of the physical appearance of it. Speaking of effects, makeup-wise, uh, there are some pretty good effects in here. Uh, you know, in particular, one particular scene where something is hanging, and that's all I'll say. Uh, that was pretty good. But also, uh, you know, there were some good effects, uh, you know, on the leader as well. So talk about that a little bit, Kevin. Um, you know what? I'm actually going to let Nick talk about it. Nick. Nick's uh, his uh, girlfriend, Alex Alex Hughes, uh, had had done a fantastic job. She's super talented. Um, but Nick, I want Nick to actually weigh in on it because she did uh, a great job. So no, so. she did. She's she's super talented. Um, as like an approach for Kevin and I in general, we really like practical effects. So we mm-hmm. try to have as many practical effects as we can, and then we kind of. Uh, supplement it or enhance it with some uh, post-digital stuff, but we try to have every, as much on the ground it, that's practical as possible. So and build um, that whole, I don't know what we could call it, but shrine or uh, thing hanging that you're referencing, not to spoil it, um, but she made, she created that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, some of the scars, the facial scarring and either on the boys or on my character. So, so um yeah she's great she she did a really good job and um and like i said we we really like practical stuff we we tend to lean into that as much as we can um and then hopefully just just uh amplify it a little bit with some of the uh, visual effects after the fact so i did like photography wise the scene where the leader is walking down this corridor and then you see his hand nice editing where he cuts where his hand it kind of glides along the wall. Yeah, it glides along the uh, brick. Which I really liked. And the lighting and everything just made it so ominous. And then you superimpose that with the guys out in the woods. Mm -hmm. And how that, you know, such a contrast. Was that part of the design or something that the, um, essentially the uh, director of photography said, hey, can we try this kind of thing? I think that was Kevin's idea, actually. Yeah, yeah, where, where he's where, where he's, he's like walking by, scrolls yeah. the wall. Yeah, yeah scrolls the wall. wall yeah. And we we added the um kind of that that obviously the the pose the sound uh, effects there, but um yeah no it was that is a great great scene actually that was kind of a that was a, I think we, we can add added on, that right? we we added yeah. that later but um it was a fun it was it was absolutely fun to do so and it was it was a it was a definitely a key element um to kind of keep introducing him, you know, to keep shadowing him in and like, you know, teasing him to the audience here. More on the long, dark trail in a moment. Nick, how how much of a shooting schedule would you have? Oh, my goodness. Um, This one we had, I want to say two weeks. It was two weeks, yeah. 
Yeah, we we broke it up a little bit. I think there was but, one day off, maybe. Yeah, but it was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty run and gun. So, I mean, I would say we probably. Yeah, we probably did six days on, one day off, another six days on, give or take, with uh, you know, a couple pickups. So mm-hmm. probably fourteen total. Yeah, I think it was around. To count them. Yeah, fourteen. And Kevin, what about post production? How long did that take? Oh boy, post was uh, how long was that, Nick? God, I mean, he and I do uh, we do it was a little longer than uh, until we, until the final sort of push, which gets to yeah, you know that one. You know, the film is quite experimental in in some ways, and um, it's extremely visual, and we knew that going in that it would uh, there would be a lot of post you know needed whether that was the score or mm-hmm. sound design so it was a little bit more probably intensive than most of the films we do um because it relied so heavily on on a lot of that stuff yeah there's a um, lot of sound design yeah i mean I, I i would say i mean I realistically that. like maybe six months yeah. you know between you know the editing and the and the score and the sound design and mixing and color and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, Kevin and I do the majority of post work uh, also. So, yeah, longer than normal, for sure. So what's it like in the editing room with both of you guys in there? Oh, it's um, a, it's it a makes treat. sense to <laughs> us, but I think if somebody was looking <laughs> on the outside in would probably think that we were crazy. Um <laughs> I don't know, Kev. What do you I, I would. We always say like we would love to have cameras on us because it is a funny. It's a funny. It's a funny war room in there. Like we're just getting trying to get the best stuff. You know, you're 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 self deprecating half the time, just like you know, saying this is complete sh- or garbage, and then you come back and you're like, wait, 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 maybe it's not. Let's change the you know, let's change the music here. Let's change the you know, mm-hmm. let's change the sound design, and we kind of relook at it. And Nick might might adjust the cut and. It feels better all of a sudden. So it's it's such a battle. It's a it's a push and a pull um, the whole time. But mm. you're, you're trying to just get to that to create the best thing you can. So yeah, it's almost the high of it. That's why we get we're so addicted to doing these. So I, I want to ask you. It seems like you you talked about working on another project. It seems like you gentlemen want to work together a lot. We we've we've been working quite a while together. So I mean, I don't know how many how long we've been working together, Nick. In various capacities, you know, over over a decade, yeah. we've been working together in some in some capacity. Uh, this would be this. So the Long Dark Trail would be the second feature that we did together. And we just shot a third around mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, uh, going back to Kevin's town in Pennsylvania. So, yeah, no, it, it's you know, we have a little independent company. You know, we're we're small kind of guerrilla filmmakers and. Yeah, we're trying to figure out a way to kind of have a model that works and and definitely be putting out uh, at least a film, you know, a year or, you know, more. So we're, we're trying to figure that out. But um, but yeah, we've known each other for a long time. We're really, uh, you know, great friends as well. So I think that be brutally honest with each other. Which yeah, is I think it does help <laughs> you know? in a weird way. We could yell at each other. Yeah. We kind I- of speak our own stupid language and yeah yeah well that's that's the best kind of partnership if you're honest with each other you'll get the best product out there you can you're right so yeah that sounds really interesting and there's a lot of good things is it safe to say that maybe you're still kind of finding your way Mm -hmm. a little bit and you're 
you know, because I see the beginnings of something, but mm-hmm. I think you have a little bit more to go. Right. And you'll know when you get there. You'll know when, you know, when you're in the editing room or you're shooting and you're going, ah, that's it. I agree. I, I completely agree. I think that's how we feel. We're always like, we're getting there. We, I mean, have you heard us how many times we say we're getting there? We're getting there. It's getting better. Like we're getting better. You know, it's like, yeah. that's all we can hope for, you know. Well, the great Stanley Kubrick says, said many years ago that you want to learn how to make movies, get a camera and start shooting. And you can go to school. You can do all of that when you're there doing the production and the shooting, the post-production, working with the actors. That's really where you learn how to do things because it's really not a classroom-based thing in a lot of ways. You can learn film theory, but <laughs> but it's a whole other animal to actually do it. It's so true. Yeah, we're no, we're big components of that for sure. We we think the best way to learn is by is by doing. And um, yeah, you know, we we keep getting better and better. You know, we have uh, limited means, but we don't think that necessarily, you know, makes uh, the product, you know, more or less. I think we we kind of pride ourselves on doing a lot with a little. And um, but yeah, we're we're definitely Kevin and I are definitely feel guys, you know, vibe guys, you know, learn by doing. Um, yeah, some people could read a textbook and apply it, but yeah, I don't think you could get an education like being on set, you mm-hmm. know, in the trenches. Yep. Definitely not. Uh, you know, it. what's um, interesting to me, I just had this train of thought here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is such a difficult thing to make a movie. It's not, it's not the easiest thing in the world. And while you're shooting it, you don't know how it's going to come out half the time. Oh, you don't. So yeah, it's a it, it is a major leap of faith for people to get into that. So you know, I credit you for that. Can you talk about what you're working on now? We shot a, another feature film, another horror movie, um, this past November in Kevin's town uh, again, and um, a little bit more. I don't want to say traditional, but a little bit more. Um, structured of of a schedule as how we we usually operate so um a lot more time kind of writing the script and and prepping and a little bit bigger budget and all that stuff um and yeah it's another kind of horror thriller uh a a little different than the long dark trail um we're kind of you know take it people hate to like compare it to stuff but yeah we're, we're kind of um taking some vibes from uh from it follows and the ring and and that kind of thing and uh yeah we're we're hoping to uh be able to announce some stuff in the the coming weeks maybe people struggle with budgets and everything but to me a good story will carry a film no matter what the budget is uh because there's a lot of big films with lousy stories and they have all oh, yeah. the money in the world but as they would say down south, that dog don't hunt. You know, it's right, that dog don't hunt. Right. It's just like it's just not there. So, uh, I, and I've seen plenty of those. We've, yeah, we've seen it. Yeah, absolutely. Where we just we are trying to create the best story, tell the best story. Um, and you're right, you can do that and and keep it compelling and and utilize. You know uh, what Nick and I feel our 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 skill set is. You know. Mm-hmm. um in post and controlling that and being i mean being kind of say control but 
being able to shape, you know, he and I, you know, he, you know, he's editing, I'm music, I'm sending him tracks. Like we're, you know, I'm saying, I mean, I'm, we were just talking before this and I'm sending him some new cues to, to place. And like, it, it just works well that way where we're just, we're shaping it. We're not going through, you know, so many middlemen for everything, middle people for everything, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the, the great Rod Serling um, had, uh, I'm sure the budget was, he only had one room to work in and yet a couple times during the course of the twilight zone and yet he wrote some of the best episodes in that one room i love the twilight zone so sometimes the confinements of budget can actually be your friend Mm -hmm. uh because sometimes when you get too much money you know it it just doesn't go to the right places so we've all seen that too you know it's just or what you said earlier so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, no, we're, we're it's it's all story. Story is definitely everything for sure, and um and it does when you have limited resources, it 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 pushes you to really get creative and really think outside the box. And um, but no, yeah, I agree with you. I think Kevin and I, story is is everything, and um, you know, it's hard, it's hard. But if if you dig in and if you're forced to kind of think outside the box, sometimes you get you get some good stuff that surprises you. Too much of everything, you know. It's like infinity. It's like you can do anything. It's like sometimes mm-hmm. that's not that's not great. So, oh yeah. Well, the long dark trail definitely. I think it's worth a look. I think you'll see two promising uh, directors kind of coming into their own a little bit and really trying some things, which I appreciate. And amazing photography too, and uh, and finding two brothers. <laughs> that's not easy. That's not easy. <laughs> not easy at all so i credit you for that that was great thank you thank best you. of luck with your other project and i'll definitely be keeping an eye on both of you and seeing what you do next hey thanks so much for having us really appreciate it sure absolutely yeah, thank you yeah. all right best of luck to you guys all right you all take right. care right. you too thanks so much all right bye-bye let me stop great to talk to those guys i definitely want to keep an eye on what they do with this next film they're working on the long dark trail is now available on digital Blu-ray and DVD. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tony Talata.